how can we engage, motivate remote teams? And there is one factor that will make all the difference. And many articles forget to talk about this crucial element. They tend to talk about communication being the big missing factor or about doing regular check-ins, mixing communication channels, bringing the informal back and, and planning that informal. But they don't seem to talk about this one element that will make all the difference. And that's what we're going to cover in today's episode. I'm Muriel, CEO, mom and educator. I used to work really hard and sacrificed important things to me until I lost my motivation. Fast forward past many failed attempts and lessons learned and I found a way to reach great results while working less. Today, I'm obsessed with helping other leaders build meaningful lives. So each week, I'll be sharing inspiration to change your life and organization. This is Rebel Leader with a Heart. Now, as of March, many of you started working full-time remotely. And at first, it was great. No traffic jam, more time with the kids, with your partner, less interruptions. But then things started to go a little bit wrong. Now, first, let's start by listening to John's story. John is a marketing director and a team leader. His team of eight is composed of men and women of different ages from marketing managers, database experts, social media managers. And he has done many of those jobs in his career and has quite some knowledge. The team is working really hard because the pressure to deliver great financial results is high. And many people from other departments rely on them to reach their revenue targets. They often need to align with those departments and to get all the information they need for a good marketing campaign. And in marketing, things have changed a lot in the last years. And of course, COVID added an extra layer of uncertainty and challenges on top of it. So his team that is now working 100% remotely is constantly solving issues, changing plans, working really, really hard. John needs to solve a lot of issues by himself and his team rely heavily on him to make difficult decisions. They can get frustrated because issues aren't solved fast enough or because they wait for approvals that never seem to come true, or they wait for input from other team members or other departments. So they spend their days in virtual meetings and can only work at night or on weekends on their own work. Now, unfortunately, one key member has fallen out. He's sick. Another one decided to quit and change jobs. And two people in his team are not very engaged or motivated anymore. And so that puts pressure on all the rest. So John has decided to take over some of these jobs on top of his work. And it's been over a year now that they solve many issues and are in constant firefighting mode. And now that they are working remotely, it's even worse than before. And he wonders what he's doing wrong or what he could do instead. 
And he and his team know that they can't keep working like this. It's not fun anymore. It's not healthy. And it isn't productive anymore. Now, many companies have already decided that even without the pandemic, they don't want to go back full-time at the office. Most will implement hybrid teams that work from home and from the office. And so the question that John and so many other leaders ask themselves is, how can we engage, motivate remote teams? And like I said, there is one factor that will make all the difference. And I won't keep you waiting any longer because what John and so many remote or hybrid teams are missing is empowerment. If you don't have an empowered team, all the issues that you could compensate in the past by being present will now be exacerbated. They will be bigger. If you are a team that is depending a lot on your manager or on decisions from others, from the management team or headquarters or on other departments, it will be really, really hard to work remotely. And that's not the only reason why having an empowered team is so important. There are three reasons to increase empowerment within your team or your organization. And the first one is that the speed of change has accelerated. And it has accelerated at a speed that we have never witnessed before. And with that come a lot of uncertainties, things that seem to be true yesterday or seem to be working yesterday or one year ago don't seem to work anymore because the situation or the market has changed or we have new technologies or new demands or whatever. So this speed of change has accelerated. And in the past, we would centralize decisions to benefit from economies of scale. But in this world that is going so fast and so uncertain, that way of making decisions has become too slow. By the time a decision reaches the management team or even the boss and comes back to the rest of the organization, things have changed or sometimes people wait too long for decisions that never come. So the first reason why you should increase empowerment is because of the speed of change. And with that speed of change, what we want is we want agile organizations, organizations that are capable of adapting themselves fast enough to all these changes. But for that, you have to have speed in your decision making. And for that, you need an empowered team that can make the decisions themselves and seize their opportunities or fix their own threats. At least an empowered team for all the operational things within your organization. Then the second reason why empowerment has become so important is when you work remotely. Because when you are working remotely and you, you are dependent on other departments or on your boss or on headquarters to make decisions, well, that becomes really slow and you can spend your days trying to align and have meetings instead of being able to do really your job. And that's why for remote teams, it is even more crucial to have autonomous or at least empowered team that can really function together without being too dependent on other departments. 
And then the last reason why I believe we should increase empowerment is that research has shown that it increases engagement and motivation. People, they don't want to rely on others. People, they, they get up in the morning and they want to be recognized for the great job that they're doing. And they want to be able to organize their work like they see it best, according to their rhythm, according to the priorities they see. So, of course, you need alignment. But when you don't have this autonomy, when you're not empowered and you're constantly waiting on someone else to get what you need to be able to do your job or waiting for instructions or someone who decides for you how you should do your job, that's completely demotivating. And that's when you get disengagement. So the three reasons why I believe you should increase empowerment is speed of change, remote working, and also engagement and motivation of your people. Now, Just to illustrate this, imagine now that you work in a company that sells clothes in stores and you were already struggling before the pandemic because of this trend that we call minimalism. People seem to want to buy less clothes, even though they have the money. And I'm sure that when you look at yourself or when you look at your friends, you You, you really see this tendency that people, they want less stuff and more experiences. But that puts really pressure on the clothing business. So people in that company are already afraid of losing their job because revenues are declining. And then the pandemic hit them. And they were then not only afraid of losing their job because of the declining revenues, but also afraid of getting infected too. So they urgently needed some protective measures like masks, protective plexiglass, stickers, soap, gel, all the things so that people in the stores are protected, but also the customers. So the people in the stores give the message to their district manager and talk, that district manager talks about it in his marketing meeting. The buying department needs to be involved because they do all the buying of the stuff in the company. Finance need to be involved because there was no budget for that expense. And so we need budgets, but... Finance cannot decide, so the CEO needs to give his approval. And he's already in a bad position with his board because of the disappointing results. And then he wonders at the beginning of the pandemic, like a lot of people were wondering, but how long is this going to last? Is this only for two weeks? And is that this virus really that dangerous? And don't forget, this is March when we didn't know as much as we do today. So he was wondering how can he break the news that they'll have to make more costs and will probably decline even more in revenues. And so all this process to get that protective equipment takes way too long. And in the meantime, some store people quit. Others called in sick because they were afraid or really getting sick. The union threatens to stop working and go on strike in these conditions because they think we cannot work in these conditions. It's too dangerous for us and for the customers. So 
the CEO gives a budget to the buyer to buy the gear and the buyer tries to find a solution. But his budget is so low that he cannot find anything because, of course, he's not the only one looking for this kind of material. And so the prices have gone up. And then he needs another approval because he's not allowed to make this expensive decision all by himself. And so just to sum up, as a result, it took weeks for the stores to be equipped. And when the plexiglass finally arrived, it was too big for their counters. So it took even more time, more costs to make. And in the meantime, revenues went down even more because there weren't enough salespeople in the stores anymore, because the customers preferred going to the stores that had better equipment. And at the end, they were among the last stores to be equipped. That is what I mean when you have these slow decision processes, because with an empowered team, they could have acted so much faster. And yes, of course, the protective equipment would probably have costed more, but maybe the revenue drop might have been smaller and the motivation of the people higher and the image of that store would have been better than being the, la the last one to get this equipment. And so centralizing decisions to benefit from economies of scale is often counterproductive in fast, uncertain times because of different hidden costs. First of all, the hidden cost of alignment. All these people that had to align the store people with the district manager, with the marketing, with the buying department, with the financial director, with the CEO, with his headquarters and back and forth, that has a big cost. It costs a lot of money because it costs a lot of time. Then also the hidden cost of disengagement because of the waiting and waiting or bad decisions like like uh, giving this these plexiglass that doesn't fit on the counter of the stores. And the other hidden cost is of not answering the needs of the customers or the needs of the employees fast enough. And so all these hidden costs will often counter the economies of scales. And the problem is that the benefits, these economies of scale, the fact that you buy your protective gear in this example at a much lower price if you do it all together, well, that price, you can immediately see it in those uh, great excels that we all use in companies. But all these hidden costs are often not visible in the Excel sheets. And then also... <laughs> For all these people that spend their day in virtual meetings from sometimes from eight o'clock in the morning till six o'clock in the evening, and then your own work piles up and you only have the evenings or at lunch or the weekends to do your own work. Well, you can also wonder at a certain point, is this the life I had imagined for myself? And of course, you can get a dopamine rush from solving all these issues and from be being busy all the time and from getting things done. But what is the cost of this? And so for all these reasons, I believe that empowerment is really the way to go. And I know that a lot of organizations have understood this and have made a priority of empowering the people. But unfortunately, 
only few succeed. And they fail because they often approach empowerment in a silo way. They believe that empowerment is only about a team that takes on more responsibility. And if it doesn't work, it's because of that team that doesn't take a lot of responsibility or because of the manager that doesn't seem to trust his team enough and to let go. And of course, these two elements are really important, taking more responsibility and learning to trust and let go. But this is only one little step of all the empowerment puzzle. And in fact, there are so many different elements that will allow you to increase empowerment and that will allow you to succeed in that. And also because this question often came up, the question of how can I engage and empower my remote team more? And I believe, of course, I cannot answer this question in a very short podcast. So we have decided to develop a whole new course about this topic. But before having this whole new course, I want, of course, to help you. I don't want you immediately to go to the course. Well, you can, of course, but it's not available yet. But we have developed two things to help you increase empowerment, especially in remote teams. And the first thing is that we have developed a short empowerment quiz. By answering a couple of questions, you'll get an empowerment score for your team and personalized lessons to help you. And the best way to do this is to do it with your whole team. So ask everyone in your team to take this quiz because what I tend to see is that the, the team leader of, of the team will often be more optimistic than the team members. And I know because It's like that for me also. We always have the feeling that we are further than what we truly are, unfortunately. That's why it's really great to take this quiz with your whole team. So you can find this free quiz in the show notes of this episode, rebelleaderwithaheart.com slash 40, or on our Key Leader website, so www.keyleaderqileader.com slash empowerment dash quiz. And on top of this quiz, we will also offer a free masterclass. So a free webinar that we call the three secrets to inspire, engage and empower your remote teams in fast digital and uncertain times. You can also find the link if you want to participate to this free masterclass in the show notes of this episode or on keyleader.com slash empowerment dash masterclass. So I hope this episode has inspired you to increase empowerment within your team. And if you are a team member, be sure to send this episode to your boss because you know that if you want to have a, a greater moment within your team, a greater job, more autonomy, more freedom, less meetings, you will have to have an empowered team and only you and your boss can do something about that as well. So if you want to have a great remote team, don't forget to first boost empowerment because it's a win-win for everyone. As a manager, you get to focus more on strategy and coaching your team. 
your team gets more autonomy and more motivation. You become more agile and can answer your customer needs much more rapidly. And so at the end, your revenues and profit increase, which makes your shareholders happy too. So it's really a win, 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 win for everyone. Now, in my next episode, I'll share what one big element is that I learned from empowering many different teams. So be sure to tune in because I will share that element and I will also describe what I did with my team that might probably be a great exercise also to do with your team. So thank you for listening to this podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. And please, if you can leave me a review, leave me a, a five-star review and maybe a little comment that will help me to stay motivated to do this podcast and also help others to discover it. Thank you. Yeah, you finished another episode of Rebel Leader with a Heart. If you want more, go to rebelleaderwithaheart.com for show notes and past episodes. If you love the show, subscribe, leave a review and share it with a friend. The more, the merrier. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week, you Rebel Leader with a Heart. Hello there. How adapted are you to the fast and busy times? Before diving into this subject, let me ask you a question. Do you see yourself working like this until you retire? If yes, congrats, you probably find a way to thrive in today's fast and busy times. But if your answer is no, don't worry. Because this five-minute quiz on how adapted are you to the fast and busy times might help you. Because if you're still working with the slower time habits and mindset, you might end up working really hard for too little impact. This quiz will show you how adapted you are to today's crazy fast times and it'll give you your score on the five principles you need to master to better navigate your heavy workload while still having a life. So go to keyleader.com slash fast times to start the quiz. Maybe it's time to kickstart your slower and more impactful life. Keyleader.com slash fast times. Qileader.com slash fast times. Now let's dive into today's podcast episode.